Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Heads up, legends, a few audio issues on the recording of this episode. Disappointing, yes, but I've worked my ass off to maximise what we have to ensure this story isn't lost. Enjoy. Pertech has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences, all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertech. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Legends series with Petro Sivanasiva, part two. Enjoy. Well, we've paused club footy just for a bit. Let's continue with the rep footy. 45 tests for Australia. For a young bloke from Suva, I reckon that is just such an awesome story and such a, a big tick for rugby league. Yeah, you know what? I, again, I talk about my memories as, as a child. You know, sitting in, in uh, early in the mornings, like yeah. you know, I'm talking. You know, what is it? Three o'clock in the morning for watching those those kangaroo matches. Yep. You know, and I remember getting up for every single one of them. Yeah. And um, I just loved seeing the Aussies. You know, line up against mm. um, the, the, the best of, of the British and and uh, and just some of those Test matches. So when I finally got the chance to play for the Kangaroos, it was just yeah that that childhood uh, dream realised. You know, and and I think when I put that jersey on for the first time, I guess you get an understanding of of the legacy and, and of, the, of the amazing players that have worn yeah. the jersey. So I definitely felt that. I felt like, you know, I, I owe it to this jersey to give wow. it when I can. The other aspect of it too was like once you get a taste of it, you never want to give it up. I bet. And so that's probably something I look back on. I'm proud of that I was able to stay in that jersey for a long time. Every preseason would roll around and I know that there's some young front rower mm. that's coming to take this jersey off me. So... That's what inspired me, and uh, and yeah, as I said, just grateful to have played so many games in the green and gold. We've done one of these legends series with Lottie Dakiri previously, another proud Fijian, Fijian Australian, and he said it's really hard to describe. He said I consider myself a Fijian, I consider myself Australian. I don't see any difference between the two, and I was as proud as anyone. So to my family, because I was wearing green and gold. Yeah, I think you know what it did. It justified the decision for my parents as a young couple to move, yeah. to leave, you know, their their homeland, to come to Australia for a better life. You know, to give myself and my sisters a better life. You know, and and I think um, for them, seeing them in the stands, you know, and mm. seeing the national anthem, I'm looking at my family and my my friends, and that's what hit home to me was that you know. It, it proved to them that yeah. what they did back in 1976 was the, the best move they could have done. So that's why it was so special to wear that jersey. 1976, there's 
three channels on TV. There's no internet, kids. There's no apps. Um, there's no mobile phones. The world was a much bigger place. That is a huge move for any family, isn't it, changing country? Oh, most definitely. And I, I remember mum and dad talking about those early struggles, you know, that adjustment to, yeah. to Aussie life and dad was playing rugby and mum was working at the local hospital. So, you know, uh, the one thing that uh, I guess helped us assimilate was sport. You know, dad's yeah. rugby career, mum played netball for their local club and I joined the, the, the Redcliffe Dolphins as a young kid. So that helped us, you know, in that transition and, um, you know, our best memories are of those times. Ten tests for Fiji in an era where you were really pioneering, um, I guess, South Pacific and second-tier nations. I'm certainly not going to ask to compare Fiji and Australia. Was it a different feeling to represent or exactly the same, just different jersey? I think they were just as special. I think uh, I the chance to play for Fiji really came at the very end of my career. Yeah. Uh, I'd represent – retired from NRL, um, and then in that year I decided that 2013 I'll go back and play, I finished my career playing for where it all started, the Redcliffe yep. Dolphins. And uh, uh, Des Webb, who was the president at the time, he always told me when he signed my papers to leave Redcliffe and go to the Broncos that, mate, you're going to have to come back and play one last year for Redcliffe. So every That's year cool. I'd see him, he'd always remind me of that conversation, and uh, unfortunately he's sadly not here with us anymore. But you know what, it was a, it was a proud moment putting on that Dolphins jersey again. Oh, geez, all of, what, 36 or 37 years of age. Yeah. I got through that season and then uh, I got a call from Rick Stone, who was coaching the Fiji Bati, and said, mate, there's a World Cup. Would you be interested to come and play? And uh, had a good conversation with the wife about yeah. it. She thought their football days were all over. And uh, so I decided to pack the bags and, uh, yeah, head, head across to Fiji and prepare for that 13 World Cup. And it was an amazing moment and some wonderful memories. And uh, for me, I guess it was a chance to, uh, you know, recognise and represent, you know, my mm. Fijian culture after all the years of playing for Australia. But it was an amazing feeling, um, you know, leading out a young Fiji Bati side. And we uh, got to the semis in the World Cup and, um, you know, I think we went above and beyond what yeah. the expectation was. That's only 10 years ago, Pet. I think we're going to look back and history's going to look back on guys like yourself, like Frank Pritchard, who were the early movers, and say thank you for opening the doors because in 2023 – all these nations are stacked and competitive. It's grown the game. Oh, it has, and I think you know it's what's what it's done. It's given the chance of the of these players, especially the Pacifica players, obviously to, to go back and recognise you know their cultures, yeah. which is I think important. You know, if we you know we love the game, we all do, and we want to see the growth of the game. Mm. It's about trying to expose the game to as many uh, these different nations as possible, and the fact that players are willing to put their hand up, I think, is really special. So. You know, my greatest memories are watching Test footy, um, mm. and so I'd love to see Test footy get back to to where it was. Um, you know, highly competitive and played with plenty of passion. We see that with Tonga and Samoa every time they yeah. take the field. So, if we can keep on growing that, I think it's going to be very special for our game. Amen. I love that. Ten seasons of Brizzy, mate. Then a bit of a reality. The journey was over there. What happened? How crushed were you? How crushed was the family? Yeah, look, I was expecting to sort of finish my time at the Broncos, mm. but unfortunately it didn't happen. Uh, we won the grand final in 06 and 07. I was off contract. A few years before that, I turned down a big offer to go to the Cowboys, and um, I guess I'd, I'd sort of spoken to Wayne and, and the club hierarchy around, you know, wanting to, to see my career at the club, and I was pretty much told that it happened. Yep. Uh, Shane Wick, who retired, and Gordon Tallis was gone, so probably trying to move into that marquee sort of forward uh, rank, which, yeah. which I thought, you know, I deserved. I'd, 
hadn't been any any trouble. I'd, yeah. uh, I'd uh, represented the club well on and off the footy field, and I just probably thought that it was just going to happen. Unfortunately, mm. it wasn't the case. And salary cap restrictions, um, you know, I think Wayne was looking to, towards bringing younger players through, so unfortunately got squeezed out. So bitter pill to swallow, but uh, in saying that, you know, when that door closed, um, it was very late in the year, so I really didn't have too many options mm. but to go to England, and thankfully... Uh, Henrith reached out after Craig Gower decided to go to England. Yep. They had a spot for me. So I uh, told the wife that uh, we're heading to Penrith and uh, off we went. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I reckon your first game for Penrith was actually against Brisbane. Was it round one? It was. It was round one and it was uh, it was extremely hot. I think it was, uh, you know, almost in its you know, mid-30s. Yeah. We were wearing those black jerseys and oh. uh, I'll tell you what, we, we, uh, we got cooked. Uh, literally, uh, both on the field and uh, and, and uh, the weather that day was, was extremely hot and uh, yeah, we, we, we pretty much got slaughtered that first game. So it was a uh, it was a tough homecoming, you know, and I think uh, uh, the NRL loved it and the Broncos loved it, obviously, uh, to see, uh, you know, an old player come yeah. back. And unfortunately, it wasn't uh, the way I wanted to, to be played out. But, um, you know, what that was a start of an amazing four years. Um, we just loved our time in Penrith over that, over that time. Was there any difference between playing in a Broncos jersey to a Penrith jersey? Sounds like a silly question because you're all professional athletes and, and you give your all every single game, but is it different? Oh, look, I, I just think being a one-team town, especially here in Brisbane, yeah. and the exposure that the Broncos gets um, and the prestige of wearing mm. that jersey. But uh, but similarly, you know, going down to Penrith, one-team town, and that you know, you're representing that local community, you feel like you owe it to the people and, and the fans yeah. and the supporters every time you walk on that field. But, um, you know, there's a juggernaut that the, the, the Broncos were at that time and going to Penrith, I guess, for me was, was refreshing. Mm. Got to play alongside some some absolute game, uh, uh, greats of our game and and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed those four years down there. Everyone at Penrith, player and official and fan, has a huge rap on Petro Sivanasiva. I know you've got a huge rap on the club. Isn't that uh, a lovely way to finish four years that a decade later you're both still talking very fondly and it was a deal that worked for everyone? Yeah, look, I think when I went down there, I didn't know really what to expect. Yeah. What I found was a really proud community, a yeah. community that loved their footy. So I didn't want to be a player at the end of my career and everyone was sort of questioning my intentions of going down mm. there. Was, it, was I down there just to, to get a payday or but what I wanted to show them was that, you know, I was willing to do whatever it took to, mm. to be successful. And, and uh, we had a great group of senior players and younger players as well that, you know, um, I was very fortunate to play alongside of. And as I said, just, it actually propelled my career further. Hey, legends, we're getting close to 500 episodes. 500 episodes of Rugby League Gold that you can't or won't find anywhere else. The best thing about Unfiltered, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever you can listen to any episode at any time. It'll make sense. Time to download the entire library of legends. I was probably up to a lot of people thought I was probably at the end of my career at the Broncos, and then all of a sudden I go down to Penrith, and it's like, you know, I reinvigorated my career. Mm. Um, I had to prove myself all over again to a new community, to a new fan base, uh, to my teammates, mm. um, and that's what propelled me uh, through that four years. And as I said, I probably... You know, probably played some of my best footy in that time. You go down as a senior player. Not everyone likes that role. Did you enjoy that role? Because a senior player, the way I see it, having never played, is more a mentor than anything else. Do you enjoy that? I do. I do. I, you know, I did at that time too. And it was a bit controversial when I first got down there because I think we were having some troubles there at Penrith. And yeah. 
I think they sort of saw me as uh, this, uh, you know, the, the guy that was going to come and try and, uh, you know, pull them out of a tough situation. Yep. But uh, as I said, I had some great senior players and, you know, working under Matty Elliott, I really enjoyed that. Um, and, you know, I guess, you know, there was uh, uh, some expectations on us, you know, probably to fail. But but in, but if anything, I think, you know, we, we proved a lot of doubt was wrong. And um, as I said, you know, I loved being the captain down there, uh, as I said, and I loved, um, you know, representing that community. Captain and leader. Let's get into the debate. Uh, are they two different things, a captain and a leader, and, and, and what is it to you? Oh, I think, yeah, two different things. But I guess as a captain, you know, you, you, you've, you're representing the, the club and yep. the team with honour, um, you know, and I think that's something that, you know, obviously your fans want to see. Yeah. Um, leader, leading, I mean, there's different versions of being leaders. I mean, you know, you get someone like a Darren Lockyer who, who probably wasn't someone that was, was outspoken but just yep. led by example, you know, led led with everything he did at football yeah. training at, at, on the field. So I think, you know, there's a bit of a crossover there. But, you know, I think um, you know, the, the greatest leaders are, are the ones that, for me, were always the ones that would be able to, to lead for, from the front by example, uh, never took a backward step mm. and, you know, st- stood by their word. Some people say leadership's more important than captaincy. Um, anyone can have a C next to their name. What type of leader were you? Did did you talk much? You you are a shy guy, but you you do put your words together very well. What type of leader were you? Yeah, probably uh, again through learning from those different examples. That, mm. You know, were, were great for me. You know, this is Alfie and Kevy and, and Lockie in those those days at. at uh, uh, at the Bronx, um, obviously Gordy was was someone that that I love playing under as well. But you know, I think it was just about that leading by example, mm. um, setting setting the standards. I think that was that was most important. Yeah. And probably coming down to Penrith, you know, I I needed to show you know what what I was made of, and and that was not just on the field, but but off it as well. Your mind reading here, that's very important to you because you've mentioned that a couple of times uh, about being a professional footballer or being a leader isn't just on the field, it's off the field. Something that's important to you being a com- complete package? Yeah, it's something that I've learned over time is that, you know, um, you know, obviously football's a very short time spent yep. in your life um, and how you get the most out of that, I think it's all about obviously playing the game um, and be respected but, but also too, you know, how you carry yourself off the field. Mm. And I think something I speak to, to younger players especially about is, is just in that time whilst mm. you're playing, Know, treat everyone with respect. You know, play the game with respect, and 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 that respect will come back. You know, and support you through through whatever it is you decide to do in life after footy. You know, I guess it's no secret. Mm. You know, the, the different struggles that players have once they leave the game. But I think you know if you be able to build um, those relationships mm. and and I guess show people what you're made of, and then obviously you know reciprocate that by you know just doing the best you can for people. Um, you know, that'll all come back to you. And um, yeah. So it's worked for me. You'd have different mates that you played with, that you were close to, that that have struggled in retirement. Uh, we'll do the no names thing because that's unfair. Does that hurt to see when you see someone struggling with their mental health, with uh, maybe a few too many beers, uh, maybe direction in their life? You know, the bridge from football to the real world is tough for some. It is, it is, and I think you know when you've uh, lived in this bubble, you know, for, it is, yes, yeah. you know, for a lot of guys that come in early, and especially at the, the cusp or at the very start of this professional era, mm. you know, where you didn't have a, a, a job to fall back onto, you know, you were it, you were just there to train, you know, yeah. Um, so you you, you lose those connections and those mm. those links to community that, that keep you grounded, 
So I think that's that's probably something that, that I guess for a lot of players they struggle with because once they're out of that bubble, it's this whole new world and yeah. how am I going to how am I going to survive? So it's just about obviously reaching out and 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 talking through your struggles. It's something that I've learned over that time is uh, yeah, you know the different areas of experience where you know at the start you know you never spoke about your weaknesses. That's right. You toughen up, you know, mm. and uh, and and you, you pick yourself up and dust yourself mm. up, and you keep moving. Whereas I guess as times evolved and we've seen the different struggles of, of players over yeah. that time, it's so important that you know we look out for each other first and foremost, but also too that if you're struggling to be able to speak about it, you know. And I for me, there's no greater strength and uh, um, in, in a person that when you are at times of struggle mm. that you speak up about it, you know, lean on people. And I think for us all, it's about being that person that someone can lean on as well. It is, and it uh, for us guys, a lot of it sadly comes back to ego for whatever reason, uh, but the emphasis has got to be on the person to say, I'm going to man up and I want to talk about my problems or my issues because I actually want to get better. Yeah, 100%. And you know what, um, I think the, you know, the narrative around all that is uh, as, as blokes, you know, we, uh, we, we, we tend not to, to be open and speak up, but as I said, you know, if you can do that, you know, you're showing the greatest strength. Yeah. And I think that honesty and that vulnerability, there's nothing wrong with it. Fully agree. Full circle back to Brisbane in 2012, one final year. Did it Did it just feel right? I did. It was just a, a wonderful way to, to finish off the career and, um, you know, just to finish off where it all started, um, to pull that Broncos jersey back on again. Um, you know, extremely grateful to uh, – to Anthony Griffin, who was the coach at that time, and Paul White, the CEO, um, Andrew G, who was the football manager yeah. as well, to, to give me that chance to, to 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 play one last time. And you know, it was an amazing. It was a young Broncos outfit. It mm. was uh, uh, obviously uh, you know there were some players there that I'd played alongside of, but there was a host of young guys like Andrew McCulloch and Ben Hunt, Drell Yeo, that, that yeah. you know, they were the up and coming stars of the game. So. To be able to run out with him was great. Um, I was at the very end of the career, and uh, obviously the body was starting to slow down. But you know, just that chance, as I said, uh, to to finish off where it all started was very special for me and the family. You say the body slowed down, big fella, and I know you're playing it down. But you played 20 club games that year. You played all three state of origins. The stats say to me you still had it, but you called time. Was it the right time, or have you had regrets since in regards to the timing of it? Oh, no, it was very much the right time. Was it? Yeah. yeah. And I had some conversations with, you know, my wife and, and obviously uh, those that are respected around yep. me and around the game. Um, it was actually interesting. It was origin time and I actually thought I hadn't earned my jersey. I, I, I had a, a wow. heart with Mal about it. I just said, Mal, I, I don't think I've, I've got it. I don't think I've, I'm at the standard. You know, obviously there was big Dave Shillington and Matty Scott coming through, Benny Hannon. Wow. There was a host of young front yeah. rowers that were playing great footy. But uh, it was uh, I was putting my place pretty quickly. Mal just said, mate, I'm picking you, and I need you to do a job for me. Um, and I think to get that reassurance, you know, it meant so mm. much to me um, because, again, those little bit of self-doubt yeah. set in. But I was so grateful and obviously to play, you know, majority of that season uh, and to finish uh, playing rep footy uh, mm. and to win a series. Um, it was a great way to finish up. And uh, for me, it was a perfect way to finish. I, I didn't push it too long. I remember sitting down with Wayne Bennett um, in the years earlier when he sat myself, Darren Lockyer, and um, – Brad Thorne and Gordon Tallis, and we had this conversation around the table and he said to us, you know, boys, don't be that player that goes out one year too long. Okay. And that was something that I always remembered. And yeah. uh, I just felt 2012, I was, what, 36, 37, yeah. it was time to finish up. Um, but uh, I had enough, little bit left in the tank, <laughs> enough to get me uh, to play uh, for Redcliffe uh, yep. in 2013.
And the World Cup, of course, yeah. Um, you mentioned Wayne Bennett, a direct quote from Wayne uh, and a nice rap from the old fella. Petro Sivanasiva makes the grand final of toughest players I have coached. I don't think he's just talking about the physical side either. Um, what a wonderful thing for Wayne to say, acknowledging you know, physical and mental strength as a complete package. Yeah, again, I'm probably just the product of the environment that I was in. Yeah, you know, and and just seeing playing alongside so many tough guys and yep. and, and senior players. Sorry, at that time, especially being a young guy coming to the Broncos, and then also to remember my time at Redcliffe. I mean, mm. some of the hardheads that I played with, yeah. uh, and then you know looked up to um, the history of that club. Um, there were some tough men, and 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 um, you know, I, I just felt like you know, if I'm in that responsibility, have that responsibility as a front rower. That's your job. You got to lead, and you got to show the team that you know. In the through the tough times, you're going to aim up and keep driving the team forward. You're in a unique position. You're as Bronco as they come, but you're as Dolphin as they come. Uh, so you're sitting nicely on the fence there. You're delighted to see the Dolphins, you know, make the big dance. Oh, it's been fantastic. Yeah, it has and. Uh, I've got to be very careful what I say. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Broncos ambassador still, but uh, I'm, I'm a Redcliffe resident, mate. I live, uh, you know, not too far from the Leagues Club, so it is is wonderful to see. Especially when you think about the history of that club, it's got a long history. That's not a club that's just been made up over no. a short period of time. It's got a long, long history over I think 70 years, and and the wonderful players that have, that have yeah. played the art, big arty, um, you know, and the list goes on. But you know, I think for um, guys like um, Des Webb, um, for me, you know, yep. they were the guys that, that sort of started that that, uh, that talk and, and, you know, Bob Jones and uh, for Tony Murphy, it's just been wonderful to see them enjoying what's been an amazing year so far. In retirement, your tentacles have been stretched far and wide. Are you, in fact, busier in retirement than you were as a player? Yeah, I am. I am. I, I love what I do. I mean, I, I'm always passionate about community and whilst I played footy and yeah. – uh, I find myself in a lot of different community roles. I'm an ambassador with Deadly Choices, an Indigenous health program um, that I absolutely love, and I love getting out into communities all across Queensland and into New South Wales, so our program is going really well. Um, and then also, too, my role with the Broncos and as an ambassador, doing some work with the NRL, and then uh, a bit of a passion piece, playing for Fiji. I started a development program uh, alongside a good mate, Steve Driscoll, uh, we've started the Kai Viti Siltars Rugby League Football Club mm. uh, in, in Fiji and uh, we identify talent and we play them in the third tier New South Wales Rugby League Ron Massey Cup. Yep. So it's been amazing to, to create a pathway for these young players and alongside Steve and our board, we've done a great job in that um, we've, we're opening that pathway and hopefully a life-changing opportunity for uh, one of these local Fijian players. Through all your accolades and all your achievements and also all the blokes you've creased, is there anything that makes you proud of the fact that you are making a difference to the next generation, something you say or something you do is changing a young life? Oh, look, you know what? I'm so grateful for what the game's given yeah. me. Um, you know, came from pretty humble beginnings, you know, growing up out of Redcliffe and, uh, as I said, the parents moved here at a very young age and um, what the game's given me is everything. And uh, and so for now I get a chance to give back and, um, you know, I think that's the greatest reward is – being able to uh, do the work that I do, but um, being extremely grateful for what the game's given me and uh, it continues to give me. A two-time Premiership winner, 309 NRL games, 33 Origins, 51 Test matches, a Harry Sunderland medalist, a Dally M Prop of the Year, RLPA Player of the Year, a two-time Ron McAuliffe medal winner, an NRL Hall of Fame inductee, 
number 106. What a journey it has been. I think the wonderful thing about this story, it really says that nice guys can finish first. It's been great to chat. Petro Sivanasiva, you, sir, are a legend. Cheers, Andy. Thanks, mate. In 2023, this is what you can expect from Unfiltered. The Legend Series starts your working week, featuring interviews with some of the game's finest, in-depth and personal. We talk footy and life in a subtle mix you can't or won't hear anywhere else. On Thursday, the Rugby League Superpod returns. 12 different player interviews every single episode. It's fast-paced, and if you like a laugh with your footy, This is for you. It's the weekly show you can't miss. Then on Saturday, it's Dream Team time. Who would you name in your best ever 13? We ask that question to players past and present. We don't always agree, but that's what it's about. The ultimate argument starter. Who is the best 13 ever? Be sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date on who's coming onto the podcast. We're all over Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Andy Raymond. Or you can check out the website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Before you go, do a mate a favour and when you're done here, leave a five-star rating and write a quick review for us on the podcast app you're listening on. In terms of business, it's huge for us and it allows us to keep creating the content you love for free. Make sure you come back soon. Legends 